When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a presentation of Learfield. Welcome to Duck Insider. Our whole athletic department, there's a level of expectations of success. Touchdown, Oregon. He can run and slash. Back out for a three. Left wing is good. Deep to right field at the water track. See ya. Really excited that we get to rep our ducks and hopefully come back to Eugene with some championships. At the buzzer. Oh! We have so many teams that are excelling right now. It's really fun to be a part of. Give it to me, baby. My house. I'm taking it there. Huge win for Oregon. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Thank you and welcome to a Friday edition of Duck Insider with the surplus sale coming back. The Oregon Athletic surplus sale is set for May 7th. Full details are on GoDucks.com. Sale's going to run from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. or until all product is sold on May 7th at the Mashovsky Center next to Autzen Stadium. There's an exclusive benefit of being a season ticket holder and Duck Athletic Fund donor. You're eligible for priority access to the surplus sale and may start lining up at 7.30 a.m. with the sale starting at 9 a.m. A random line drawing will be held to determine which customers will enter first, similar to the way the surplus sale has run the last few years. All season ticket holders or donors with a priority surplus sale ticket in line by 8 a.m. will be entered into a lottery, which will determine the order of entry. Season ticket holders or donors may not line up prior to 7.30 a.m. Please don't. We don't want to have to be there to tell you not to. We would like to sleep in a little bit. It's just... I'm just being honest with you, everybody. That's that's just the truth. I. Nobody wants to be camping overnight. Please don't. Please don't. Northwest doors of the Mashovsky Center is where you will enter near the Duck Store entrance. Surplus sale, Saturday, May 7th, at the Mo. General admission fans will be admitted at 10.30 a.m. As with season ticket holders and donors, a random line drawing will be held to determine which customers enter first. All fans in the general admission line by 9.30 a.m. will be entered into that lottery. Uh, all these details, again, if you're not following along or if you want to Look at it a little bit more in depth. All of the details are available on GoDucks.com. We will continue to hit on those details on the show over the course of the next, uh, well, month. Because we're a month away. One day less than a month away from the surplus sale. Hey, Pro Ducks news today. Congratulations to all of the former Duck baseball players that are beginning their pro run today. There is a complete list available on GoDucks.com in your 
or for your viewing pleasure. Uh, the Ducks uh, will be seeing a number of players actually in the major leagues, including Jake Reed, Cole Irvin, Garrett Clevenger, Tyler Anderson. Pretty cool to see for the Ducks. And then a number of Oregon players that are in AAA, AA, all the way down through the minor leagues. Uh, it is opening day today and yesterday for Major League Baseball. Also some other products news today. Devin Allen! Signed by the Eagles after the pro day here for the Ducks on Friday. De excuse me, Devin Allen participated, and, man, I'm just fired up for him. That's so cool. Played football and, of course, was an Olympic hurdler here at Oregon. Devin Allen, best of luck as he signed with the Eagles. Uh, those reports coming out today. Good luck to him. A four-game series for Oregon baseball begins today against Ball State. Four o'clock is the first pitch. We've also got Ball State for a doubleheader Oregon baseball does starting at noon on Saturday and then noon on Sunday. It's a four-game weekend, four games in three days at PK Park. Come on out, support the Ducks. Mark Wazikowski, Anthony Hall, Josh Kasovich, they all met with the media this week previewing that matchup with Ball State. Also on today's show, Casey Martin, head coach, Oregon men's golf. I am so thrilled to be able to talk with Casey Martin. That's coming up here in the Country Financial Studio, as well as a full preview of Oregon softball. They begin a critical series against Arizona State at 5 o'clock today. Also, men's and women's tennis are in action in Berkeley and in Los Angeles. Updates there this afternoon as well. It's a busy Friday here on Duck Insider. Every head coach interview that we've got for you brought to you by the Wayne Valley Cancer Institute and Research Center. Fight like a duck with cancer care you can count on. Ducks coming back after what was a tough sweep at the hands of UCLA. Three one-run losses for Oregon baseball last weekend. No midweek game. Talked to Mark Wazkowski this morning for the Toyota Coaches Corner that you'll hear coming up on the pregame show at 345, and I said, Coach, feels like I haven't talked to you in forever. No midweek. Feels like maybe this is a week that they were chomping at the bit to get back to work. They get back to work at PK Park at 4 o'clock, and Mark Wazikowski broke it all down with the media. Well, about Jay Stoffel and making his first start for you guys? Um, yeah, he was, he's a really good pitcher. He was a guy that, um, after the fall, was in our top three in our rotation, and then he heard his... Uh, he got hurt during Christmas break or something like that, and I don't know the severity of it, but he's been out for a while, and now he's going to be back with us, which is great. It'll be a little bit of a boost. He'll be on a pitch count, but still, yet yeah, it'll be great to have him back. What uh, What's the status of Drew Cowley for this weekend? Drew's out. Drew's out, so it's still at least a week away. At, that point. at least a yeah. week away, yeah. yeah. For Meyer, same idea, still out. Adam Meyer. Um, no, Meyer, um, yeah, Meyer's still nothing new. He's... Uh, I, I guess his, we'll have more information within the next week on Adam. Does there come a point in terms of just consideration of red shirt even with him just because it's so? Well, without a doubt, depending on what the docs say about um, whatever's going on next week, you know, we'll, we'll have a better feel for, you know, what we need to do moving forward with that. Sure. With this being about half of your remaining non-conference games in the big picture, what are you trying to, uh, yes, win, we know that, but I mean, anything specific you're looking for from your club this weekend? No, win. Win games. You know, that's the objective. And so, um, you know, to continue to improve in all aspects of the, of the game. Um, last weekend was tough when you lose three one-run games to a good, you know, good opponent. But they're all good opponents, it seems. Ball State's a really good opponent. They're winning their league, and they've got really good arms. they got four quality bullpen arms, very good starting pitching, you know, a hitter that everybody would love to have. They're going to be good when they roll into town. Um, and so just the objective's to win, nothing more than that. What do you see from Ball State as a program overall and how you guys are going to go try to attack them this, this week? Well, Rich Maloney's a really good head coach, you know, and he's their head coach. He's influential in the NCAA as well in terms of college baseball. Uh, he's just done a nice job of this program. I got a chance to compete against him quite a bit when I was at Purdue. Um, and then before that, when I was at Arizona, he was at Michigan. Um, and we went to a regional at Michigan one year when they hosted. Um, and he's just he's got a really good program. You know, they're going to be well-trained, and they'll have good pitching. Um, like I said, they've got very good starting pitching and four very good relief pitchers that um, you know have good secondary stuff, and so we're going to need to be on our game. You feel like the hitters took a step back, or was just the UCLA pitching was so outstanding? I didn't think we answered the bell hitting this last week um, for the first time, to be honest with you. I mean, we, you know, since the opening weekend, first two days, when we kind of uh, came out of the gates and stumbled a little bit, um, I do think that UCLA's pitching was really good. This last weekend, uh, that's for sure. You know, they don't walk guys. They've got really good arms. You know, when, when the, you know, they're bringing out guys that have thrown, you know, less than 10 innings that are throwing 98 miles an hour left-handed. That's not bad, you know. So, 
uh, and guys that have turned down a lot of guys that have turned down seven figures on that pitching staff. So it was a combination between UCLA having really good arms and maybe us uh, not having as much success as we've had so far in the year, and kind of those two go hand in hand. Do you feel like there's the sense of confidence with this group where you can have a, I guess, quote unquote, bad weekend like that and still bounce back pretty quickly and shrug it off? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I trust in these guys. These guys are a great group to work with, and you know they're resilient. And they love to they love to practice. They love to work. So I'm 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 going to be excited to get on the field with them again today at practice. With how well that they've hit the ball so far this year, I mean, does that add to that? Like, does that confidence grow with each good series you have? Yeah, we've been seeing it for a while with these guys, though. You know, and so we don't really need to have a weekend where you know it gives us more confidence. In my opinion, um, I've seen it and. Um, I do think that this last weekend when, you know, they had some stinker at-bats, uh, largely part of the UCLA pitching, uh, it got to them a little bit. And so we've worked a lot this week on not letting it get to you as much. Um, you know, when you have a bad at-bat, when you face good people, you're going to have some bad at-bats. And probably the better pitching, the more bad at-bats you're going to have just naturally. And so get over it and get on to the next at-bat because you can't control what happened in the past anyway. So why worry about it? You see that a lot of this has to do with just the mental aspect of the game. What ways do you feel like it has been mental and you're, you're training with them to get better that coming for this, this coming weekend? Yeah, good question. It's, it's overcoming failure. It's a game of failure. And so how do you handle the failures of the game is really the key. And, um, you know, the answer to doing that is just being uh, resilient, bouncing back, acting like whatever happened in a negative way didn't even happen having that short of a memory to where you can uh, give yourself the best chance for success on the next at bat or the next pitch thrown um, not holding on to the past those things you know Ken Revisa was uh, just God rest his soul but Ken Revisa is the one who uh, really dove into this issue the greatest and you know he taught us a lot about the mental game and really bringing a lot of the past into what you're doing to the present is a waste of time Using it as, as something that can empower you is great, but in terms of dwelling on it, usually brings you uh, into a hole a little bit deeper. And I think some of that was a little bit of what we did this last weekend, and we can accuse ourselves of that. And so from a coaching standpoint, we're training our guys to really try to do a better job of the mental side of the game uh, to where we can overcome the failures better. Easy one to second guess in hindsight, but when you get tagged on Friday and Saturday the third time through the order, your starters are going well, so naturally you want to stick with them. But it's that balancing act. Is it is? Do you second guess as a staff when when it does go the other way when they get you the third time through that maybe you should have made a change earlier or is it second guessing versus did you feel like the numbers still bore out that you made the right decision? Well, every I mean we're not just throwing stuff out there for decision making. Isn't just like hoping it works out. You know, any decision that we're making, uh, we'll use a combination of feel of what we're seeing and data and all the other stuff. You know, catcher's input, pitcher's input. Um, and so, no, it's not really second-guessing. I mean, we look at everything that we do on a practice or a game situation and see if what we could do better or what we feel like uh, we didn't do a good enough job or what we did a really good job with. Um, you know, and so just because you lose doesn't mean we need to get into the second-guessing game. A lot of times the most of the second-guessing we'll do is when we win because uh, it gets covered up with wins. And really the bottom line is just trying to learn uh, from everything that you're doing wrong as a staff or right as a staff and as a program. And so identifying those things and owning them is really what our staff's focused on. With today being opening day, I had a couple of big picture things for you because it came up yesterday also in a report about some of the support stuff that, this, that schools can pay up to the 5980 uh, in, in academic bonuses and those things, and Oregon's doing that. And with it, again, being opening day and the offseason it was in terms of negotiation, CBA. When, these guys, when your guys will have these decisions in about two months, how much of that conversation has changed for you because of you're one of the schools that is offering this, because of NIL, because of a CBA that changes just what pro prospects are for your guys? At University of Oregon's a leading school in the country, and there's a handful of people that are going to the nth degree uh, and to the absolute maximum of what the NCAA allows them to do. It's what makes this place great. It's why people come here. And for recruits, yeah, they're going to see all that stuff and you know, use it as a reason why Oregon's the place for them. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, that, that stuff really helps, and it's credit to Rob Mullins, the administration, the people, all of our supporters and donors for allowing that to happen for our student-athletes. is amazing. And so it's all positive news for us, the people that are angry about it out there. It's just because they're choosing not to do it, and it's uh, maybe not as much of an incentive for them, obviously, as it is for us when our people are choosing to do it and fund it. It's huge credit to the people on top and in power. Thank you.
RJ Gordon had maybe the best start of his season on Friday. Obviously couldn't get through that sixth inning, but still nice to see some improvement from him. There's been improvement in all uh, all of our pitchers across the board. You know, him, Rio Britton, Isaac Aon. I mean, they're they're getting better and better each outing. Um, we knew that there was going to be some learning curve issues with them because you're taking a bunch of relievers and you're you're just throwing them into a starting role. Uh, it's not easy. And so, um, you know, if we had a different closer out there instead of Colby Summers, I mean, you would you would go through growth pains with a new closer. Anybody in a new role anywhere, uh, you're going to go through some challenges. And so for us, uh, we knew that going into the season, we we're going to have a bunch of new starters and we we're going to have to be patient with those guys. And um, we're going to continue to be patient with, with those guys. Those guys have been improving, and that's all we've asked them to do is continue to improve. Is there a chance we see Andrew Moziello or Tommy Brandenburg this weekend? Absolutely. They'll both be available. Good to see that. Andrew Moziello, Tommy Brandenburg, the Ducks getting deeper and deeper in their pitching staff. And that first question was about Jay Stoffel, who's going to start in game two of the doubleheader on Saturday. Been banged up. He's back with the Ducks, and Oregon's glad to have him back. Still looking for guys that can move from that reliever role into a starter role. Let's see what they do here coming up this weekend against Ball State. 4 o'clock first pitch at PK Park to begin the four-game non-conference series. Anthony Hall, Josh Kasovich, going to hear from a couple student-athletes when we return. It's Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Keep it here on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Money isn't interested in the fact that you would dream of going to Greece. And it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. From Learfield. Look out, world. We're getting strong. The future's here and we belong. She can sell. She can do more. Like build a rocket and watch it soar. Or clean the oceans and make the world a better place. Learn more at Cheek and Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. The Ducks did not hit well down at UCLA for Oregon baseball, but two guys that actually did at times were Anthony Hall and Josh Kasovich. They both showed a little bit of power. Well, let's begin with Anthony Hall. He hit a baseball an awful long way, I'll just put it that way, uh, to right field onto the player development area that UCLA has at Jackie Robinson Stadium. Well, I mean, this, guys, this thing was a bomb. Like, this was one of the longer home runs and the more no-doubt home runs that you will see. That's where we begin our conversation this week with Anthony Hall. I think Todd said you hit it 460. Uh, how did it feel to, to connect with that? Uh, I mean, it obviously feels great. Uh, I don't know if it went 460. That's a long way. Um, <laughs> but if it went 460, I'm going to stick with that. But, uh, yeah, it feels good. Um, just went out there and tried to keep it simple. Hunted for a fastball and got some barrel on it. Where would that one have landed if you hit it at PK? I want to say Pape Field. <laughs> <laughs> we know as pitchers, 
change, uh, pitching you differently now? I mean, they know they're showing, showing Jacob a lot of inside turns and drops. Yeah. They, now you got a book on you. Are you seeing? How do you prepare for that and adjust? Yeah, so um, I think UCLA, they mixed us a lot with a lot of off-speed and stuff. Um, we saw it the first night. So for me personally, I just kind of adjusted and kind of sat off-speed. Um, but a lot of their pitches were thrown up low, so I saw the, bo the ball up, and uh, I mean, they weren't really locating the change. They threw me a lot of change-ups, too. Um, so they weren't really locating the change-ups up. So um, once I got a fastball, I just kind of pounced on it. What do you guys mentally try and bounce back from having a couple yeah. tough at-bats? You had some good ones as well, but some of the team didn't. Um, from like at-bat-wise, I think you just got to go back to our preparation and trust that and uh, just believe in ourselves because um, our preparation is pretty, pretty unreal. Um, so I think if we just trust in that, um, it will be good. Anthony Hall, uh, yeah, said he'd probably end up on Pat Mayfield. He's, he, he said it jokingly, but when I asked him that, I, I said, good, good job, Anthony. Good job, Tony. That was, uh, that was a bomb, I'm telling you. I mean, that was one of the highlights from this past weekend. And you heard him saying there, look, their preparation's pretty unreal. Sometimes you're going to have those weekends where three at-bats, and I talked to Mark Walscast about this this morning, maybe three at-bats that change the, the complexion of that weekend series against UCLA. Devil's in the details sometimes. Josh Kasovich has been putting together a really nice season, and the power surge over the last month has been impressive. I didn't hit a lot of home runs in February. Didn't hit a lot of home runs in early March. Last few weeks, though, man, that ball started to go over the fence for Josh Kasovich, and he talked to the media this week previewing the four-game set against Ball State. How are we doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing well. Just uh, your opinions on the, on the UCLA sweep and how you guys can somehow back up or bounce back this weekend? Yeah, I think we went into that weekend uh, with a good plan and just didn't execute as well as we should have. Uh, bouncing back, I think we just got to nail our preparation going into this week versus Ball State. Um, kind of stick to our approach and focus on what we're really good at. Coach talked about the mental aspect of coming back from bad at bats or something like that in, in those games. You know, how have you guys been? He said the word training, but training to kind of fight or fight that mental adversity. How have you guys been doing that? Yeah, it's kind of just flipping a switch. Uh, you have a bad at bat, take a few moments to process it, and then let it go and move on to what's next in the game. Because uh, it's going to challenge you, and uh, just being able to flush flush whatever has happened in the past and move on to the present. What do you think was the toughest thing about hitting these UCLA pitchers compared to some of the other pitchers you guys have crushed earlier in the season? Yeah, they have good arms. Uh, I don't. I think that we have a really good offense. I think we could hit them. Uh, I just think we, we didn't stick to our plan and didn't do a great job at, like you said, flipping the switch and forgetting about our past setbacks and kind of getting on to the present. So how do you do that for this upcoming series? How do you guys, you know, kind of do flip that switch? And, you know, if you have a bad at bat, the first time I'm going to come up, the next time in the same confidence that you came up. Yeah, it's all about the preparation that we have throughout the week. So uh, kind of just leading up into the weekend, going through our drills and making sure we're leading up with the right stuff, uh, going into at-bats, kind of knowing we have a plan and executing that plan. You guys score in three games, but you sometimes score in one game. Just how do you guys as a whole, like, remain, like, with your confidence that you guys can go out there and score 10 to 11 runs next time around. Yeah, we know what we can do. I think we're a really confident group. That's not going to waver. Um, so just sticking with that. You guys are turning double plays at a pretty historic rate. What's been the key for that over the course of the season? Yeah, a lot of work with Coach Hinkle and uh, just just reps, repetitions with Gavin and, and Sam and uh, Drew Callie when he's healthy and Jacob Walsh. It, it all leads to success in the game. Have you seen a second baseman play with one that turns it faster than Gavin does at this level? No, I have not. <laughs> I don't think I will. Even with a tough weekend, you guys are still ranked in most of the weekly polls. I guess how important then is, is this upcoming weekend to kind of staying up there and bouncing back? Yeah, every weekend's extremely important. Uh, I don't think there's more weight to, to any weekend. At the end of this season, it all comes down to wins and losses. So this weekend is just as important as any other weekend throughout the year. That's really big picture, but obviously you've got a decision to make in the offseason in terms of the future and those things. When so much of this offseason in Major League Baseball is about the lockout and labor negotiations and those sorts of things, how much did you stay attuned to what that would mean for you eventually, whether it be three months from now or 15 months from now? How much were you just staying on top of and talking to? Robbie and some of the guys, you know, Kenny and those guys about this, what this all means for you guys. Yeah, not too much. Honestly, just focused on this year, uh, focused on winning right now and, and getting this team where it needs to go. And where do you think your team needs to go? Obviously, you got to bounce back from this past series, but in what terms do you think your team needs to grow in order to get to 
reach your goals at the end of the season now that yeah, huge, a huge goal for us kind of going into the season is we got to progress throughout the year. Uh, the teams that, that wind up on top at the end are the ones that get better uh, each day throughout the season and don't just stay consistent. So we're looking to do the same thing that we did uh, kind of at the start of the year, and that's just get better each day. Just got to get better each day. Josh Kasovich, sounds easy. It's not. <laughs> that's what the Ducks were working on over the course of the week. And full disclosure, I talked with Mark Wozniakowski quite a bit today, and one of the things that he brought up is that, hey, this is a this is a nice test for Oregon because Ball State's on a little bit of a hot streak. They can really pitch. They're top ten in the country in strikeouts per game. So it's a little bit of strength on strength again. Good pitching, good hitting. We'll see how the Ducks do against Ball State this weekend. And the pregame show starts at 345 if you're live with us here in the 1 o'clock hour. Join us. It's going to be fun. Jordan Brenner and myself over at PK Park. When we return, Casey Martin is in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Oregon men's golf. The Ducks have had an up-and-down season, but getting better and better. Casey Martin, good stuff. Next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom, and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack in the Country Financial Studio. It is my pleasure to welcome back into the studio Casey Martin, head coach, yeah. Oregon Men's Golf. Hey, how the heck are you? How are things? Well, I'm alive. That's how I measure things right now with what I've been through physically. Um, no, I'm doing I'm doing fine. The team's, team's doing okay. No complaints. Well, I, I got to ask you, because, and first of all, just... I'm glad that you're back in the studio because it's been too long since yeah. we've been able to do this. So, so things are good. Give fans a little bit of the update. So, yeah. No, I uh, – well, two and a half years ago I broke my bad leg, didn't heal despite every effort possible. So I had, uh, I had it amputated in October, um, and I'm just now getting into my prosthesis right here, which um, I'm very thankful for. It's an unbelievable leg, um, but it's not – void of pain so sure. i've been in a lot of discomfort but i'm kind of feel like i'm getting over over the hill so to speak i i'm still in pain but it's a lot less than it was so i'm grateful for that and i'm i'm getting around it's not it's not easy but i'm learning it and it's it's going to be it's going to be an improvement well so. i'm glad that you're here yeah uh, so i think that I, I speak for all duck fans everywhere when i say i'm glad that you're here and, and I, I gotta imagine coach that, that that being able to come to work work with a team like this that makes it fun. It is. Uh, the kids keep you young. Um, it's fun to be around them. It's fun to be in golf. I'm, I'm very grateful for that, to get to be outside. Even in the 
winter months, it's just uh, there's something about being outside on a golf course that, to me, is unmatched. And so I'm grateful for that. It's I, therapeutic. I, tell fans uh, about your season so far. Just take us through yep. uh, what you've seen so far. And then, I, as you can imagine, I have some follow-ups. Yeah, so um, I'd say we're doing well. We have not done amazing um, but we, in the last six events, we've turned the corner and done quite well. We had a little bit of a rough start to, to the season. Um, our schedule was very difficult on the front end. And then um, we got humbled. But, um, you know, in the last few events, we've won twice yep. and finished second in a really big event down in, in Palm Springs. And then just recently uh, finished fifth at Stanford, which doesn't sound great, but there were 28 teams there and yep. a lot of good ones. And so um, we had a really special round from a, a young man, a freshman, shoot 63 the last round at Stanford, which which really was encouraging. So uh, there have been a lot of positives. Eric Doyle uh, is yeah. the young man that shot the 63. I, I was going to ask you about that because yeah. I, I read your quote it, afterwards that that's one of the best rounds you've seen in a long time. It is. Stanford's not easy, and uh, he went out there and just had an epic round, which in, um, included a hole-in-one, which we can talk about. Um, he... Um, Eric's a very accurate player and sometimes has been frustrated with his putting, but he hit it so well that day. He didn't have very long putts um, and he just played beautifully. Um, it was really fun to see. And, and uh, he's been trending along with a lot of my freshmen. I've got a good young core team. I mean, our, our team isn't very old right now and, and uh, the young guys are, are doing well. So it's exciting. The hole in one. Yeah. Okay. So this story, I've never had a story like this and, and I'll, it hopefully doesn't take too long, but, um, so Eric was playing um, the last guy. So, you know, all the team comes through, and I was on the 17th hole of par three. And the, it's a hard hole at Stanford. Um, but the pin was pretty accessible. And I remember seeing it had a little bit of a backstop. Um, and all the guys on our team were hitting great shots. And when I'm on the tee with someone, I always ask them, like, hey, how'd you hit that? What would you recommend for Eric? Because these kids know each other so well. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had a really good number for him. Eric was playing pretty well. And – and so um, I went down the hill to 16 as Eric had hit this par five and two and was waiting to putt. And I gave him the lowdown on, on 17. I'm like, you know, here's the number. This is what you want to do. It's a perfect club for you. Okay, great, coach. So I'm leaving to go up to catch my other freshman, um, and I see Eric's family. Mm. And, and they're like, hey, thank you, but we're leaving. we got to catch a flight. And I, I've never done this before in my life. I'm like, you can't leave. I said, Eric's going to have a hole-in-one on 17. you got to stay for it. And I said, when he does, text me. Ha, ha, ha. You know, okay, great, coach. They're like, okay. <laughs> so I zip up to 18, and I don't know why I said it, um, although I did feel like it's a great club for him and it has this little pocket. So, so I'm on 18 with Jose Islas, another freshman. I just get this bee in my bonnet. I'm like, i got to go back there and watch the shot. So I cruise back to the 18th tee. I couldn't see the tee box on 17, but I could see the green. Okay. I don't know who's hitting, but I see the shot, <laughs> and, and it lands exactly where I told him to land it. The ball rolls up this hill, and it starts coming back, and I'm like, this has a chance. Yeah. <laughs> and it picks up speed. I'm like, this has a great chance, and it goes in the hole. And I'm sitting there all my head. Like, I'm tingling right now even talking about it. <laughs> I look down. I don't know who hit the shot. And I see John Doyle, Eric's father, yeah. and he look, He turns around up the hill like he'd seen a ghost. And he says, that was Eric. I mean, we looked at each other like, I mean, 45 seconds earlier, I told you him, told don't him. leave. You're going to have a hole-in-one. <laughs> and he does it. I, I've never That's experienced true. anything like that in golf. Um, and so it was – but he didn't just go in the tank. He birdied the next two holes after yeah. that. So – um, he was having a great round, but I've never experienced anything like that. It's something I'll never forget. I'm sure the family won't either. It's like, you know, I, I can also predict triple bogeys. Sure. And I'm much better at those. Um, and so um, at least I got one right on the good side. Yeah, so. the likelihood of a triple bogey much higher than, yeah. uh, than a hole-in-one. How often do you see a hole-in-one? Uh, I would say once a year maybe. Yeah. So I, I bring that up because the women's golf team had a hole-in-one earlier this year as well. Mm -hmm. Coach Radley was like, maybe once a year, yeah. you know? So it's a special deal is what I'm getting at. It's yeah. a really special deal. That's really cool. Casey Martin joining us. So what I got out of that is that you told him exactly where <laughs> to put it. And, and so great on him for execution because he put it there. But also, I mean, hey, that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's hey, coaching no, right no, no, there. No, 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 no. My job was easy. I told him, it's a five iron, landed 10 feet right, you got a bucket, I'll see you later. I mean, you got a little <laughs> bowl. 
I mean, my job was pretty easy. Hitting that ball right there, not easy. That's and, pretty cool. Uh, so it was fun to experience that. I mean, it was, it was truly one of those experiences. I'll never forget that. That's so. cool. Eric Doyle, uh, the guy that, that shot 63, one of a lot of young guys. You mentioned that. It is a young group mm-hmm. that you have, and a large roster this year yeah. for your golf team. I do have a large roster. I I like giving kids chances, some some walk-on kids to be able to experience being on a team and see how good they can get, and it's amazing how good they can get at times. But um, I have a couple freshmen. Um, Eric's done great. Jose Islas from Mexico mm-hmm. is doing awesome. He unfortunately <laughs> – fortunately and unfortunately got an exemption into the Mexican Open on the PGA Tour mm. and so he's going to miss um, a little bit of time but it was too big opportunity for him to yeah. to miss that and then Grayson Leach from Southern California has done really well also and and then Greg Solhog on the team, who's a sophomore, um, is doing great. So a bunch of young kids really doing some good things. Well, you hit on pretty much every name that I had on my bullet yeah. points in front of you. So I, I, I'm curious now, down the stretch, it seems to me, Coach, and you're going to know this better than me, but just following along with, the, with golf stat, as I often do for you guys, it seems like you guys always get better at the end of tournaments. Has that been the case this year? It has been this year, and we'd like to come out a little better. Um, but to their point, it's always good to finish, and we've had some really good final rounds. Um, down in the desert, we had a great final round in the wind, and, and Eric Doyle was part of that as well. Um, and we've abandoned and some others. So that's a very encouraging trend. Just got to maybe get out of the box a little quicker, but um, I, I've been pleased with that. I, I, I've been pleased, yeah. Million-dollar question, what's yeah. the key to starting faster? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> apparently I need to start calling shots a little bit earlier <laughs> in the round. Um, no, I don't know. I, I think that's just a very, it could just be random. Yeah. I haven't seen, I mean, I don't think the kids are too nervous and that it just, uh, sometimes golf is hard. Golf, you know? it, it, it's an unforgiving game, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very hard game. Yeah. A- and uh, it's, it, there's a lot that goes into it mechanically, physically, mentally, emotionally, it tests everything. So going to Santa Cruz next past tempo place. I'm yep. familiar with, we've discussed this before. I grew up in Santa Cruz. Uh, I, I, I know that golf course. Well, I'm terrible at it. Yes. So. It's a tough course. It is one of the best courses we play. It's it's a iconic Alistair McKenzie golf course. It's fun. We you know you watch the Masters all week, which yeah. is an Alistair McKenzie golf course, and then you go and we play the Western, which is on a similar type golf course and uh, designed around the same time and very similar features. And so we get to go experience our little um, Augusta out west. It, it's really, really a wonderful event and an incredible golf course, and I look forward to it. It's coming up uh, next week. We'll be telling you about it on Duck Insider. At, who's winning the Masters, by the way? Well, um, yeah, well, I, I would would have said John Rahm. He shot seventy four yesterday. So that's uh, all my good predictions went out the door with my one shot of my kid. That's it. That's <laughs> okay. all I got. Uh, everything after that, I wouldn't pick i i can't pick it i'm bad at it so okay. i um i would have picked rom um wrong again so who else would you have picked so that we all know who's not gonna win uh rom tiger um mickelson and he wasn't even in the field okay. so that's how good <laughs> i am at predicting <laughs> casey martin Oregon Men's golf head coach joining us case of success the rest of the season coach what do you want to see from your crew we talked a little bit about starting faster what else is on your mind I'd say the biggest thing is as the year goes on, there's a lot of golf, and we play a lot. Um, it's just staying fresh and motivated. Golf can beat you up a little bit, and I've seen that a little bit in qualifying at times where guys were a little hurt, and you can tell the guys are like, wow, this is a long season. And so uh, we need to stay fresh. And so after this event, you know, I'll give the guys some time, hopefully make it fun instead of a full-on grind all the time. Um, so I'd say that's part of it. And just a short game, too. I, I, uh, I just – I'm – when the kids are playing well, they seem to chip it close, make a few more putts. And so we'll, we'll spend a lot of time down to the championship time of the season just wearing out the short game. So. I, I have not gotten a chance to, to, to ask you about this on the show yet since yeah. the announcements of the Jake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please tell fans about the Jake, what that means for your program moving forward. Yeah, we're in the process of building a building. We're going to do it in, on the back end of Emerald Valley. And um, we've got some good traction naming it after Peter Jacobson and all he's done for Oregon and and um, so it's going to be a teaching center. Um, it's not going to be the biggest thing in, in the world, but it's going to be very nice and give us some reprieve from the winter elements and also allow us to have a lot of the high technology stuff. And, and it's going to be a, a huge addition and something we desperately need. How big is the technology piece? It is big. It is big. Uh, technology in golf has exploded the last 20 years, and, and there's a lot of really cool things that if you know how to use them right can really make life a little easier and and make your development a little easier and so we'll have a lot of that um it will just more than anything though create a little bit of a home atmosphere one thing that's been tough is is without having that we're out of the 
back of our cars and right. you know we're kind of nomads driving around which we get great golf courses to play but it's it will be different to be able to have a little locker and you know kind of call it home place to call home yep helps with the recruiting tour too i, I hope so yeah, yeah. Case Martin, Oregon men's golf head coach. Well, hey, I, that's all I got for you, and I know that you're on a tight schedule, so hey, just yep. thanks, thanks a bunch. No, I love it. Really love appreciate it. Thanks. Um, are you looking forward to the spring game as well? I am. I always look forward to football. Yeah. So yeah. he might be the biggest Oregon football fan, the largest that yeah that I've ever encountered. <laughs> uh, so that's a cool deal. Hey, well, safe travels. Yep. Uh, thanks, really, guys. Really appreciate it. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little softball here from Tara McGowan. She's back in the lineup for the Ducks. Everybody seems to be getting a little healthier here down the stretch. Like to see that. Back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Dear gas prices, Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. That says it all. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, see why 2000 through 2021 sales. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Dear gas prices, Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. That says it all. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, see why 2000 through 2021 sales. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Back inside the Country Financial Studio, Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Oregon baseball coming up this afternoon, but also Oregon softball as well. A 5 o'clock first pitch against Arizona State. There have been some schedule shift-ups, so one more time for you. ESPN 2 for the 5 o'clock first pitch tonight, Friday. 6 o'clock on Saturday. That one's going to be on Pac-12 Network. And then the ESPN family of networks on ESPN News at noon on Sunday for Oregon softball taking on Arizona State. Before we hear from Tara McGowan, uh, this just in, if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, Oregon men's basketball has hired Chuck Martin as its next assistant coach. Dane Altman has announced that today. Martin will replace Chris Crutchfield, who was named the head coach at Omaha in March. Chuck Martin spent the last five seasons as an assistant coach at South Carolina, brings more than 20 years of experience to the coaching staff. More details on him to come. Chuck Martin, go Ducks. Welcome to the Ducks. Tara McGowan back in the lineup for Oregon softball this past weekend. Took a ball off her hand. Great to have her back. A catcher who can bat leadoff. Love to see it. Tara McGowan met with the media previewing big series against Arizona State, a school that she's pretty darn familiar with because she played there. Tara McGowan here. How long was the long, well, all right, your freshman year. I know that answers that, but you were on the practice field. How long was the longest you've been away due to any kind of injury before this? This has been it. This is the first time that I've had to experience like a true injury. But having the experience I did freshman year, I knew exactly like the roles I could step into on the sidelines. So it definitely made the transition a lot easier. Did you know immediately? Like, did it, it was the foul ball like as such that like you just instantly knew something that that's not good? Yeah, I've, at first I kind of brushed it off, but trying to throw the ball back to McKenna, I thought maybe I dislocated something, so they actually reviewed a play, and that's when I called the trainer out. I stayed in, though, for like 
Two more batters? I was say, because, I mean, it's going to sound weird, but, like, this happens all the time for catchers. So mm -hmm. this really is, like, quote-unquote normal, even though it's not normal for anybody else. So what made it was just the such that, like, you just couldn't grip it because it came this. Yeah, I just couldn't get, like, the left or the right side of my hand on top of the ball. And I, there's runners on, so I didn't want to sail the ball. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is the recovery process for that like? Because, I mean, it's, you, you have to use it all day. It's, like, the same thing with hand and feet. Like, you can't not mm -hmm. use it. So... Yeah. What was that like? Uh, throughout the course of the six weeks, I've been catching. I haven't been throwing. Um, and last week was actually the first time I hit. So going into the game, those were basically my first live at-bats since the injury. So. It's the first time you picked up a bat BP before the game? No, I was able to hit off of our pitchers the day before we left, and that was the first time I'd hit a real ball. What was it like getting that confidence back then? Because, like, any ping, any weird... You know, vibration through a bat, I'm sure it probably feels a little funky when you're, when, you're hand, when you're building hand strength back up. Yeah, our trainer Justin has done a great job finding different gadgets for me. Um, I wear a protector on my batting glove, and when I do get jammed, I just have to take a second to realize, okay, the pain hurts where it's supposed to hurt, not where it's not supposed to hurt. So it really doesn't affect it too bad. When you were calling pitches, particularly against the Cal game, Cal series, when the coach was out, I'm sure you've done something like that before, for sure, and in earlier games. But do you feel like you're almost like auditioning for a coach role in the future? And I, do, I mean it seriously. Like, I mean, I realize you still got like another year. Technically, you could go too, which is nuts. But did you really? That that's something that would actually interest you down the road? Yeah, like I said, freshman year sitting out, Coach Lombardi always had me right with her, and I think I've, as a leader, like I've been more of a coach role. And she definitely always tells me I'm going to be a coach. I haven't decided yet, but it's definitely an option in the future. I had a blast calling pitches, and it was really cool to see the pitchers respond in such a positive way. In terms of that role on the team that you served when you were out, what, what was that in the dugout for the players? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always going to be everybody's biggest cheerleader, so I was definitely probably one of the loudest on the bench. And we have all different kinds of charts and stuff we do in the dugout, so I was the first person to, you know, right on the chart, first hype man. It was a lot of fun, like, seeing it from the other perspective, but definitely glad to be back. To go back to that final out against Cal, though, when Jordan comes in, surely you guys know the splits. Did you know their pinch hitter was 0 for against lefties? I did. Okay. So then that, how did that impact how you went about calling pitches for Jordan? That's fun. I just think Jordan had a different feel to her, and she was very confident in what she was going to do, and I was confident that anything I called she was going to execute and change up her favorite pitch, so I was really happy for her when she nailed it. For this weekend, does this still matter? Is there, Or because the three who were most responsible for being gone, is it just whatever now. I think any team in the pack is any team in the pack. We're going to treat this weekend like any other weekend and just move on from there. Offensively, what do you see from their pitchers? What makes them a challenge? I honestly haven't. Like, I faced Royalty last year. Um, she definitely does a good job keeping the ball inside and then keeping you off time. I just think timing is going to be a huge aspect. I'm sure they flip a lot of change-ups in there, but it's nothing we haven't seen before, and Coach Martyr is definitely going to have us prepared. And you're always playing really potent lineups. UCLA was as well, but these guys might be, they might be the most in the <laughs> league, certainly in home runs and general balance of their lineup. What's, what's that going to be like, do you think, to call pitches for and catch for and then manage Stevie and McKenna and Jordan through this weekend? I think you got a glimpse of Stevie this weekend. Stevie's a baller. She doesn't need anyone to hold her hand, and I think she's going to do the same thing this weekend, and McKenna and Jordan are on the right track. I think our defense is solid, and we just have to play our game, and if we do that, all the cylinders will align. From the catcher's perspective in particular, as a teammate, it's understood when you lose somebody like Brooke, that can deflate people. Naturally, it should. She's an All-American. Like, you feel really confident. What does having a freshman go out there and strike out Maya Brady at UCLA do to the room, to the clubhouse, to where you're going, yeah, this freshman can do up against the best in the country? Yeah, I think Brooke's done an amazing job being a sideline coach as well, really taking Stevie, McKenna, Jordan, Reagan, Allison all under her wing. And that part of Stevie is just something she's always had, so I don't think it's really surprised us, and we have all the confidence in the world in her and the rest of them, and I think having her come out and do that really put confidence throughout the rest of the pitching staff as well. I just got one more for you. That hit against UCLA, was that a monkey off your back to just get that one? Yeah, it definitely was. I was kind of waiting for my opportunity. I missed a few balls early in the game, so it definitely gave me a second to take a deep breath. That's right.
jazz because when you had to sit out a year, you were around. Painful, but mm-hmm. you were going to be around. She didn't. So what was that like? Ha- having her back, getting her back in this way, what is what does that mean? I have been around jazz my entire life. We grew up together. We roomed together. And we were the first people she told that she was coming back. And we were all so excited for her. And I just think the role that she has taken on as a mother and an athlete is incredible. And having her back in the lineup just... Somebody who's seasoned in the pack, I think, has made a huge difference, and you saw that against UCLA. She did not seem phased at all, and it's just really nice to have her back. Talking about Jazz Williams there, pretty cool story. We're going to hear from her coming up. Oregon softball beginning a three-game set against Arizona State. That was Tara McGowan. Great to have her back in the lineup. And when we return on Duck Insider, Jazz Williams, some of her thoughts heading into the weekend, and, man, she has been through a lot, and she is – succeeding right now doing a lot of different things for Oregon softball back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Money isn't interested in the fact that you dream of going to Greece. And it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch, buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you inside the Country Financial Studio. Duck Baseball, 4 o'clock against Ball State, first of four games in the non-conference series. Oregon Softball, 5 o'clock against Arizona State at the Jane. Two home diamond weekends for the Ducks. Looking forward to hopefully talking about some wins when we are with you again on Monday on Duck Insider. Also of note, Oregon football is going to be practicing tomorrow. Dan Lanning is going to meet with the media. Scott Phillips will be there because I will be on the air for Oregon baseball. Uh, So Scott's going to be there along with Rob Mosley, and we'll have all that for you on Monday as well. Jazz Williams met with the media this week. Uh, The Oregon softball, I'm going to call her the utility player. She's probably one of Oregon's best defensive outfielders. i got to tell you, being in the world of that I'm in and being in practice. It was fun to watch her out there in left field yesterday. We actually have a little mic'd up segment with Coach Lombardi for you coming soon. Uh, Scott was working on it today. Jazz Williams made, I think I'm okay to say this, a diving play in left field during practice. It was pretty darn cool. Really cool. And she talked with the media this week. Jazz Williams did. Who tells you you can? Um, a lot of people. Like when, when I 
first announced my pregnancy, I got a lot of hate and like negative things and now moms are coming at me saying that like I'm a bad role model for their kids and just like a bunch of different things. Like literally if you go on my comments and read through, like you will see that. You're asking me a lot to follow you on TikTok already. Now you want me to read the comments, guys. <laughs> this is like, we're really going next level here. Well, you asked, yeah. so. <laughs> But yeah, so it was just like a lot of people were doubting me and um, it's just like I always knew in myself that I could do it and come back if that's what I wanted to do. Everyone in my family did, like people who know me know that I would be able to do this, but it's just like now it's kind of just like, I don't know, I'm playing free and I'm just doing what I know how to do and I mean, yeah having fun now. When did you actually feel back to you on the field? Was it in the fall? Was it not until the season? When was it? I would say a few weeks into actually practicing again with the team and the girls and getting back to like the vibe and how we go about things, I would feel that I felt really normal. And then once we actually started playing is when everything I feel like clicked for me because it's just like it's something that you miss so much and it's just like such a blessing that I'm even back here. So I think I just felt so normal and like me again when I just stepped onto the field at the Jane. What's been the most difficult aspect of it physically? Is it getting back the timing and the rhythm and knowing how to play again? Is it getting back conditioning again? Is it what? What is it? What is the physical the physical part? Um, I wouldn't say it's more of like the conditioning. I would say, I mean, obviously you always have stuff to work on, like on the field. Like hitting is always like come and go kind of. So I would say kind of that aspect. And Coach Martyr and I have been working a lot on my swing and just you know different things with that. So maybe just that. What had been the longest time you had been away from the game before that? So if that was like a year and a half, yeah. did you have like an injury growing up or something that mm -hmm. took you out of it? So No, I've never been away from the game for that long. Or even I think maybe the most would maybe be like a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, it, I mean, it was a long span without softball, um, like physically. I mean, I was always watching the games, always <laughs> watching any softball game that was on TV. But... Yeah, I was out of it for like a year and a half. And you had started playing really young, right? Yeah, I started playing when I was four. Yeah, so at that point, we're talking like 15 years, yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. And so then mentally, what was the what was the difficulty of being away? You know why you're away, it's for all the good reason. Mm -hmm. But what was that challenge? Um, it kind of just, sometimes I would get really sad, like, watching my teammates play on TV or, like, all these girls that I know just, like, on TV having fun. And, like, I wasn't a part of that um, for that, like, you know, year and a half. So kind of just missing out on the memories and just, like, knowing what they're going through and how fun, like, the journey is and, like, not, like, kind of being not in that, like, spotlight or anything anymore was kind of hard to deal with. But, um, I mean, I was always rooting them on, and it wasn't ever, like, a selfish thing, like, oh, that should be me. It was just more of, like, wow, like, I really miss my people. Mm -hmm. So how do you now try? Forget about what anybody else says. They're not here. Mm -hmm. So forget that. How do you try to be what you want to be as an athlete, as a mom? If you do want to be a role model, there's plenty mm -hmm. who don't really want to be. Mm -hmm. But how do you try to do what you want to do? And be who you want to be. Um, just by being myself, I mean, I kind of don't think too much about, like, others when it comes to, like, what I do on the field or how I am as a mom, how I am as a person. Like, I kind of just do what I feel is right and what I'm confident in. So if I think one way about something or if I want to do something, like, I'm going to stand by that and I'm not going to really worry about what other people have to say about it. So kind of just, like believing in myself and having the confidence of who I am to just make those decisions and be who I want to be. I mean, that's how I just go about my life. Are you any closer to making a determination about next season? Um, I feel like it's still up in the air right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't really have a set answer yet. Jazz Williams, though, a lot of great stuff, man. I, I think it's really amazing to watch what she's gone through, right? She's a mother now, and, and having the opportunity to still come back and play and has made a huge impact for Oregon softball. And you heard just a moment ago Tara McGowan talking about growing up with her, 
being so supportive. I mean, that's teammates, right? That's what this is all about. Uh, that's a really cool story off the field, and I wish Jazz Williams nothing but the best. Her, Tara McGowan, uh, the rest of the Oregon softball team in action against Arizona State this weekend. That's a busy duck insider for you. A lot of baseball, a lot of softball, and thanks again to Casey Martin, head coach, Oregon men's golf, coming in and joining us. That was a lot of fun. We've got a lot of broadcasts going on this weekend. Uh, also, Oregon Beach Volleyball is in action, and then Pac-12 North Invitational. We've got Oregon Lacrosse down at UC Davis. Man, i got to tell you, too, uh, Oregon soccer, spring game tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot going on. Talk to you. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Ugh. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? You've been listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.